1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Hello Stevo podcast on a cold November's day. As this is, well, this this will be out on the Wednesday, but I'm recording this the day before. And it's sunny, but it's cold. Apparently there's going to be some snow this week. Well, hope, to be honest with you, I hope not. It's too, it's too much. It's fun for a, for a minute and then it's like, oh God, the place is a mess. The place is a mess. Taxi men are going mad. Bus men are going mad. We don't seem to know how to deal with the snow situation. We'll order we need more salt for the footpath so people stop slipping. that we don't have salt. We're going to have to order some in from Poland. Remember that happened? That happened the last time. We had to order in salt from Poland. We live in an island. We had to order salt in from Poland. When did the salt arrive after the snow had melted? Brilliant anyway hasn't snowed. This is hypothetical stressing that I'm doing on the podcast. I hope you're well. Even if it is cold where you are, if you're getting a bit of sun, great, good old vitamin D, help the mood, get the mood up there. And if you're not, if there's no sun where you are, I'm very lucky that in the old house that I'm living in at the moment, we can put a fire on. Jesus, lads, you can't beat the fire. We're not that far away from the shortest day of the year, which will be December 21st, I think, winter solstice. It's not that far away. So once we get to that point, out the other side of that, then the days get longer again. Then summer's on the way. Think positive, positive. vibes, guys. That's all I'm saying. Welcome to all the new listeners. Welcome to all the new people who followed me on Instagram because of the shows I've been doing around the country in the last while. Mainly on Des Bishop's Take the Points Tour. I've met some fantastic people. We've had great crack. And as well, thanks to I think I said it last week, but we had a great show down in Castlebar Comedy Club as well. But thank you so much to the people of Sligo, the Hawkswell Theatre in Sligo. <coughs> Excuse me, to the Watergate Theatre in Kilkenny, to Driuct in Blanchardstown, and to the what well, I think it's the Watergate Hotel, is it? Yeah. Anyway, the hotel in Clane, you know what hotel it was. That was a wild night. But thanks to all the people who followed me from all those shows. We had great fun. You were a great laugh. I really enjoyed performing for you guys. Thanks for all the laughs. And uh, yeah, you're all enjoying Des's fantastic show as well. Take the points. He's, of course, going to be taking his new show on tour from January. Me and Mama, which is a, a show about his mum who passed away earlier on in the year a fantastic show uh, coming up so you've got some amazing more stuff coming for you guys I am of course doing my show Son of a Preacher Man my one hour comedy show in Waterford this coming Friday the 15th of November in Central Arts delighted to be returning to Central Arts I did a preview of this show in Central Arts I think in maybe July or June or something like that and what fun we did have down there so thank you everyone who came out to that show but do come along on friday where you will see the remainder of the show because you didn't get to see the full story and i was only in third gear for that so if i'm going to be in fifth gear for this one ladies and gentlemen i've got an amazing opening act you will have heard on previous podcasts the fantastic michael rice who's been on the podcast many's a time and um, was delighted to have michael uh, on the podcast and <clears throat> excuse me he is going to be opening the show for me. He's a fantastic, fantastic comedian. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. He won the, the, the Comedy Store Gong Show in London. And he's flying it out there at the moment. He's a fantastic comedian. So I'm genuinely thankful that he's coming to come and open the show for me and uh, make the show uh, a great one. It's always important to have a great opener because it gets the room warm, doesn't it? So Michael Rice is coming down uh, on Friday with me to Waterford as well. Up the dasher, so yeah. If you know anybody in Warford do let them know. Ticket sales are low, but that's because in Central Arts, a lot of the times there's a, there's a big walk up. There's a lot of people who don't pre do the pre ticket thing, and they just walk up on the night and buy tickets at the door. So hopefully there'll be loads of people there. But I'm not there at the stage yet where people are people are going Stephen Mullins. Sure, geez, yes, I'll buy a ticket to him. But sure, all in good time, you know. I'll guarantee it. Look, if you don't like the show, I'll I'll give you your money back. Don't you worry about that. Um, What other news is there? Yeah, I'll continue on the Des Bishop's tour for the rest of November. There's loads of dates. We're going all around the country. Uh, one of them that I'm kind of interested to go and do is Clonmel, County Tipperary, because I was actually born in Clonmel. So we are going to be doing um, Clonmel, um, loads of other places. I can't remember now off the top of my head, but we will be finishing the take the points tour it's a fantastic show um follow Dez on instagram because he puts loads of snippets of it of it up on instagram you can see some cool short videos on it um so you can follow Dez on that so yeah i'll be pretty much be doing that for the rest of this month and i'm then going to be in the wonky donkey comedy club in cork city limits in cork as well cherry comedy and um that's all i can think of at the moment but follow me on instagram at hello stevo to find out the latest of shenanigans that I'm up to. Thank you so much for the feedback on last week's podcast. Huge fans of the fantastic Justine Stafford, who was on the show last week. Really brilliant show. Check it out. If this is your first time here on the podcast, go back and listen to the Justine uh, Stafford episode. Really funny girl. She's a funny woman behind Joe.e, all the funny stuff that Joe.e do, the big online media magazine or website. She's a fantastic story to tell, and she is a very funny girl. But she's been through and is going through a lot of struggles. And at the time that the podcast was released, the poor thing was undergoing gum surgery. So she's feeling much better now, I'm happy to report. But loads of great feedback from that episode, and I'm delighted that you enjoyed it. Thanks so much for the kind messages. There's other brilliant episodes on the road from Burn Court with myself and Michael Rice. We were in the car traveling back to Dublin talking about the interesting gigs that we did. I also had Keith Fox on who was talking about Movember. Keith Fox 10 years ago had testicular cancer. He's a brilliant comedian and he has gotten a load of us comedians together this month and we are all running miles and kilometers for Movember to raise awareness for men's health, testicular cancer, prostate cancer and suicide awareness as well. I've done 20 kilometers so far. I have to Excuse me, I have to run 60 this month, so I'm going to be running 20 kilometers. As you will see on my Instagram, if you click on the link in bio, you can donate. Donate the price of a pint. It'll cost you nothing. Towards the Movember cause, and I am running 60 kilometers for that cause. Thank you so much for the people who have donated already. The other episodes that we have on this podcast are episodes like "Asting Rogerson was one of the really early episodes where she talked about her heart for opening. Uh, she opened a canteen in a school in Dublin where the focus was healthy food and how challenging that is in a secondary school where kids don't necessarily want to eat the healthy food, but she did still go ahead and do it and make it work and the challenges that she's overcome and why she wants to do that kind of stuff. We also had John Connors on, the fantastic actor, proud traveler, writer, director. He was on the on the on the show as well, and he talks very openly about what comedy means to him, what acting means to him, and what... And talks very openly about the the tragic death of his father and how that has influenced his, his life today. We also had Kevin Powell on a couple of times where we cooked together on the show. And there's loads of comedians that have been on the podcast. And it's fantastic to have comedians on from Michael Rice to Julie Jay to Garode Farley to Simon O'Keefe. Some of these comedians you, you may or may not have heard of, but it's fantastic to listen to these comics because you are missing out on. Some people don't necessarily go and watch live comedy all the time. And it is great to go and see Des Bishop because he is fantastic. But there's also another world out there of people that you don't know. And they're exciting to go and watch as well. For the second time today, on today's podcast, for the second time, we're going to have the amazing John Spillan back. Who genuinely is a fantastic, brilliant Weird and wonderful comedian. I love John. I love watching John perform. And the difficulty with having him on the podcast on some levels is that you can't really describe what it is that John does as a performer because it's not he's not up there telling jokes. He's getting up there and he's creating this complete new world that he doesn't even know is coming that nobody in the audience knows is coming but yet this brilliant thing is is created by the one by his wonderful mind and as you'll hear in the podcast it's it's hard for him to articulate at certain points what it is a show looks like or what it is like because you can't really put it into words He's genuinely a funny guy and what you're going to hear in this podcast is a, is a, some very vulnerable moments about his creative process, about what creativity means, about what it is that we are trying to create as creative people and trying to get to the truth of what it is that we are feeling about something and why we should be chasing that because that is what the audiences are going to connect with. We talk about the the journey of being able to think about these things, about being vulnerable to these things and how challenging this can be. And we also talk about the funny stuff of his love life, etc. Or not. Maybe not his love life, but... John's got fans as well. They sent in some questions and uh, we get through some of those questions as well. But anyway, you're very welcome to all the new listeners. If you're listening to this on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Forget about any other kinds of stars. Subscribe. Uh, share this on tag people on social media on Facebook on on your Instagram tag at hello My Facebook is Stephen Mullen Comedy. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, if there's anything you'd like me to talk about, send in your messages through Instagram at hello um, But in the meantime, I will let you get on with this fantastic episode, the return of the wonderful John spillan
0: a change of filthy animals. It's an awkward it's lie down. it's has been therapeutic enough already without getting me oh. to lie down on a couch while you sit in <laughs> does a professor's it feel like, chair. Sorry, does it feel like that? This is just because to good for my back, John. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back. well, there's a it's real even, therapy vibe. It's not You saw this, the most therapy couch I've ever seen in my life. Bookcase full of books. (laughs) I've never, Never. I've literally never thought, you're the (laughs)
1: only person that's ever said that. That is hilarious. (laughs) I don't know, I
0: don't know why it's on my mind. (laughs) 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 I'm constantly thinking about therapy and mental health. (laughs) What does it, is that that part of your daily life? Is that part of your daily life? No, I don't know, just a little bit of self deprecating gag there,
1: I guess. (laughs) As per per usual, John. I, I've never thought of that. i so, yeah, that's not the way well I only sit in this chair because uh it's a uh, it's not that big. You're making it sound out to everyone I sit in a big leather chair. It's kind of it's average. It's just an armchair, that is. A very cheap old sixties, seventies kind of thirty quid in a charity shop, John.
0: This a hundred percent could be a therapy office. I, see, yeah, I suppose I And you it would could. change nothing to the room. Yeah. And, and all I, you would do is take this scooter out yeah, and then yeah, it is a therapy the office. scooter is inappropriate. Yeah, it's that's, inappropriate. That's
1: true. I even came in and asked to light the fire for you and everything and make you yeah. feel comfortable. <laughs> Jesus, I'm, I feel bad now, maybe, well, I don't no, know. No, it's
0: nice, therapy offices are meant to be very comforting and welcoming, so yes. you're actually doing a great job.
1: Thank you, good, I'm glad compliment. you feel welcome. I haven't been, I, I, I remember being to therapy once, uh, well, I've been I've been a lot for years, but but in the course of kind of jumping between therapists, and being asked, do you want to sit on the chair, or do you want to, like, she, so she would stand back and mm. go, there's a couch and a chair there. Which one do you want? Like, and straight away, I was like, is "This is a fucking trick question." Such <laughs> a loaded
0: question. Yeah. It's, <laughs> such a, it's Such a, such lo- a. You're like, oh my god, I want to sit in a chair, but I've always laid on the couch. Yeah. I've discovered everything. You yeah
1: yeah but so it was just uh it, yeah it was so loaded and then it's just like then it made it fe- by trying to make me feel too comfortable i felt uncomfortable which right. is what i felt i just did to you there which when i said <laughs> you can you can you can just before we started i said you can put your feet on the couch there john if you want and you're like no no
0: straight <laughs> away my, my 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 red flags were up mullins up to something if i'm lying down and then he decides to fight me i'm on my back already look <laughs> i have too many primal instincts That's don't p- become a fighting tough guy like me well you have been fighting again haven't you have you been doing some wrestling over the summer
1: i did i see on instagram you were involved in was some kind wrestling? of wrestling were you not no. or did you or were you
0: were you emceeing a wrestling event
1: or something like that
0: um a couple of months ago i did yes. a wrestling show in whelan's in the warehouse yes it was, like, it was like a night before one of their big events and right I did like a sketch where it was like a blind date between me and you're like the show blind date. Yes. So it's like this. they big female Solo wrestler, black. and yes. they had two wrestling personalities, and I was like the fan, quote unquote, right. who's in the sketch, and I was supposed to be like the good guy in the sketch, and they all hated me. They were like boo- booing. Who's the the crowd the hated audience. you? I walked out, and straight away they started chanting, "Michael, Sarah." Duh, uh, duh, 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 duh. So they wanted then, Michael, Sarah. Then Dwayne Dugan was hosting. He's like, no, no, it's not, it's not Michael, Sarah. It's John. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all started chanting, fuck you, John, no. fuck you, John, <laughs> fuck you, John. Yeah, <laughs> oh. it was so much fun. It oh, was it was fun? Oh, you liked it? Uh, okay. Yeah, it was because like, you, you want to be a bad guy wrestler, not a good ah. guy. So instead of having really to be born, I got to be a bad guy then. Because as we and... spoke
1: about on the previous podcast, John had aspirations mm-hmm. of becoming a professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's his face who played Mankind told you in Limerick, don't do it Yeah, or else get your university degree before you do. And uh, so John did get the university, but didn't really go into the wrestling no, proper. No,
0: never did it. No.
1: no, you never did it. So you've kind of lived out your dream on some level. You've yeah, been involved. In... You know,
0: I got people. that I got wrestlers who I watched. I've seen on TV before. Come up to me afterwards and be like, uh, "You're the most hated guy in the company. My God.
1: Oh my God, oh my I'm my so God. jealous.
0: Whoa, I, you're so over.
1: So what? What was the end result? Were you one of the the three that was going to be set yeah, I was up on a day? Yeah, first eliminated. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. First eliminated. And that then, and, and the person can't even see you. So how did they know that? How did they? So she
0: she just kind because of, she, she's a good guy wrestler. Like she was just coming like oh you know like Dwayne said like audience, what do we think about contestant John? And just uh, crazy hatred <laughs> like. And then the other two. What did you reactions. do? It was
1: just your look.
0: It was just, I th- It was I think it was kind of like, okay, like wrestling fans was like getting involved and like, this guy's an easy, t- look at him. Right.
1: They're bullies, it's, basically, John.
0: Y- yeah, but in a fun way.
1: Did you did they know was, you're dysprastic? Like, did you, did you tell no, them that? Like, That's no, not fair. I should have given them my sob story. You should have put it on a t-shirt and they wouldn't have booed you then. I
0: don't know. But then they ruined, the, not ruined the rest of the show. It, that became the rest of the show. So, like, other... Then there was other stand-up sets and bits, and they wouldn't let them happen. They just chanted like "fuck you, John," and "we hate John." And John well, you weren't down. even there. I wasn't there. Like an hour <laughs> later, like an hour later, people had to keep bringing me back. I was brought on stage. Like I was on stage half the night. Like this is the audience. was Just all they wanted to do was be mean to me. They didn't want to. Oh the my show god! Show went really well. Long went over. Uh, Davey e. Riley insinuated I was a pedophile, oh my uh, just God. to get them on side. They wouldn't listen to his jokes. He's like, "Oh, I know John, and he's a pedophile." Oh, he's like, no, he's, he's like, "Or Kelly." Anyway, and then I started doing this <laughs> Oh bits. my God. Do I have
1: to delete this from the podcast? Am I going to get because I've, I've I got my first solicitor's letter this week for, for stuff said in the book. Oh really? Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> but I can't speak about that for legal reasons. Oh
0: okay. god. <laughs> Literally, not
1: even. So anyway, <laughs> what, so what was the? Was there an r- actual wrestling night of wrestling the next night, or yeah, was this yeah. okay? So the wrestling did happen. Wrestling did happen, and you yeah. went to go see it. I didn't
0: go to see it. I what? I had I had a, I had a show.
1: Oh my God!
0: I committed. I should have gone. Yeah, yeah. It so fun, especially
1: after the abuse you took. They could have brought you up on stage. You could have ended up. I in... I would have
0: been uh, destroyed. Yeah,
1: but it would have been. You could know, have. You could organize something with them, where you went and did a kick in the balls and did a stunner <laughs> on the sly and then jumped away and legged it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just I ideas, have loved that John. So much. Just ideas. That would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. So how have you been since last time? You've been such a busy man since. Yeah, last time when you on did po- we do on the podcast, June. You were on the podcast last time. Since then, you've gone to the states. Yeah, you did the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Yes. you did the Vodafone Comedy Festival. Yes. You were doing like all sorts of. Uh, stuff you've been a busy busy man you've been I've heard you've been homeless for a little bit even it's all been it's been up and down John
0: I was without home
1: without so home there,
0: I, was a bit, I was I was I was kind of just living out of my suitcase yes see I was in Chicago for a while and then I was <sighs> in Edinburgh such a and bohemian life you know and Then, I, in between I had the Vodafone Comedy Festival and I, that's right and you, you packed all this and in and together
1: you couldn't have sounded like more of a wanker at the time yeah, yeah. you're man. like I'm just in Chicago flying back to Dublin to do the show yeah, and then back to, back to,
0: yeah. back to the so uh, no yeah, yeah, I was we our leases we our leases ended in that apartment, yes, at the end of July.
1: How did you feel about that because that was kind of a really cool yeah, time cool. of it was a comedian's house comedians flat yeah. it was you, Maurice, and Michael, yeah, it like that's it pretty was great. cool
0: great the rent was great the- co- it was a great company, yeah, it was like a real college apartment, yeah like In like it was it was falling apart, yeah uh, that's why we did the last podcast but, uh yeah, I really loved living in that apartment now. Uh, I'm in a really nice new pl- place now as well so it's yeah. also very good yeah completely, completely different vibe but it's like uh,
1: and the three of you have gone your separate ways you, Michael and Maurice have gone three yeah, different we're places we're living with different people now wow yeah. that's emotional
0: yeah, you know we, sometimes <laughs> we still see each other you know Maurice if you're out there just you know <laughs> Hit me a line. Let's go get. It's, I mean,
1: it's all. We've all been super busy since that. Like Maurice is off gigging mm. all over the UK at the yeah, moment. Yeah, she's and always
0: in London and stuff now as well. And Mike's super busy. Yeah, Mike
1: super. It's, it's fantastic. So you went off to. So the the lease ended. Lease in, ended, yeah. And you went off to Chicago.
0: Went to Chicago to do like a five week improv course. Yeah, five
1: weeks of yeah. improv. Is that like every day? Every day. Wow, that's intense.
0: Uh, Ten until like like five. And then you like then your your evening I was either doing gigs or going to other improv shows. They're kinda of saying like you should be going to improv every yeah. night as well. Right. Uh so it's, it's fairly it's called the IO intensive, like and it is fairly it's their it's the, you'd cover the course in about two months, It's in two years, sorry, two years. Right. If you were to do it regularly, yeah. or they just throw it all into five weeks. Right. And you'd go have a different teacher every week. And uh, it was amazing. I loved it. It was easily one of my favorite things I've ever done.
1: How do you explain improv to the people listening? Uh, actually, I have to say a shout out to, we'll have to say hello to these people, John, because I was doing some gigs around the country this week and picked up loads of new followers uh, along the way. Oh, yeah. So people from Castle Bar. Oh, hello, yeah. Hello, how are you? Castle Sligo. Sligo. Kilkenny. um up and Blanche. Uh, there was people at the show there as well. And... Clane. How could I... F- sorry, I nearly forgot you there, lads. Klain, who that They are a, mental... You don't want to get on the wrong side of Clayne. They are mentalers down oh, yeah? there, John. Let me tell you. And people of Clane. If you can you, uh, follow John Spillane on Instagram because you're going to love this guy. He's absolutely nuts. Hopefully John will be down there doing a show Where for you in Clane. Clane's County Kildare. Um it's kind of like uh it's just away from Straffan the K Club isn't Straffan the famous golf oh, yeah. course is there. So it's just kind of uh it's not, it's not far. It's a 10-minute drive from there, shall we say. Um maybe a 15-minute drive from Menouth kind of thing. But it was in this hotel these guys were mental. But anyway, how do you explain to these guys what improv is because what John does he is a comedian, but st- to say stand-up comedy is, like, as we spoke before, yeah. its you wouldn't call it that. As in, it's in the same space, Definitely. but you do something well, very special. What I
0: was doing over in imp- Chicago wasn't improv-like, what I... It's, it's 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 when I when I do my solo stuff, it's fairly improvised as well. Yes. But what I was doing over Chicago. Was I was studying long form improv. Yeah. Which is essentially it's it's not like some people think it's a bit like Mock the Week, you know, lines you wouldn't hear from a Harry Potter movie, and you all step one on one and say a funny thing. Right It's no. like a a group of uh, people, usually somewhere between four and eight. Standing in a back line. Someone comes out and asks for a one-word suggestion. From the audience. From the audience. The person has a one-word suggestion. Then as a group, you do something. It's It's called an opening, but some kind of a an abstract thing if it's yeah. monologues or characters or something so is the that, game
1: decided that you're going to do beforehand yeah, yeah
0: usually you'll know like oh we do this as our opening and Right. that then is supposed to the idea of that is supposed to be funny but mostly to generate a lot of thematic material okay. and then you do a bunch of scenes long form scenes that are thematically linked to that opening, not the word to the opening. Right, and I get you. And then hopefully by the end you come to some kind of thematic conclusion. Very good. Uh, that's a very wanky way of putting it all. But uh, it's, it's but usually like, I'm a baker, but I don't have any bread. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, and I'm falling down the stairs.
1: <laughs> but it, but it literally, kept, like, if you were to watch improv on YouTube, like, um. What's that group? Is it Fuck This Shit, is it? Are they called... Or Fuck That Shit is one of the improv groups. Stephen Bradley was telling me about them. But anyway, you can watch improv, long-form improv groups on YouTube, and they'll literally line up at the back of the stage and an audience member... So so they'll go, okay, one word suggestion, please, and somebody could shout out cheese. yeah, And it's off they go. Yeah. One person walks into the scene and they could be eating cheese, making... The, whatever. Whatever they come up in the moment, and then people come and they join the scene, and the scene builds, yeah. and it becomes this, this funny funny scene weird basically thing. yeah it's yeah this weird, weird thing and fun. yeah so you had so you did 5 weeks of this 5 weeks of that yeah intense and what did you have you learned did you learn something from that that brought something to your stand up
0: yeah i uh, definitely was a lot of it, I.O. kind of sell you know, they, they're they the school I went to, which is the school that invented basically long form improv. It's kind of the old pristine, it was started ah, by is this Tina Fey's place, Close. is it? Uh, Tina Fey was involved with them, yeah, right? Uh, Tina Fey you know, who wrote look, uh, 30 Rock for, for, 30 for those of, of you don't know, yeah, basically, the wall is covered in pictures of like famous people when they were very very young Adam McKay was hugely involved with them who went on to direct the big short and Anchorman and Chris Farley was a huge figure there and uh, and lots of their thing is like um, they call it theater of the heart so even though it's all make believe you're supposed to really be bringing bits of yourself into it and since everybody's doing that you kind of should come to some truths over the course of the thing over the so, course, the course of of the, this, the, of the training, or over the course of a performance, over the course of the, of the show, like if you're doing right. a twenty minute show, okay, okay, uh, and so when you so say br- lots of it that informed my stand up was just a little bit of like being okay with things going to being okay with the journey, a little bit of like you know what, if we're improvising something, it's not getting a huge reaction. It's supposed to be this way for a while. It's going to lead us to something. Uh, not being afraid to kind of be a bit emotional in a moment mm. or stuff like that. It doesn't always have to be the super silliest thing all the time. Which
1: is something you've sp- you spoke about uh, on on the last podcast. Is emotions and stuff like that is something that you tend to veer away from. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Hence, hence the therapy joke at the exact start of the <laughs> <laughs> at the immediate <laughs> beginning of the podcast. But what
1: what you're afraid to get upset, or you're afraid to? Are you afraid that you'll get angry, or you're afraid you're like
0: uh, on stage?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, in general, we're just talking about general oh. avoidance of, of uh, emotion.
0: No, I don't know. I think you're, I think you're a bit vulnerable if you be genuinely emotional. You're kind yeah. of, oh, definitely. If you so, if you show someone your heart, they know where to strike it. You yes,
1: know? well, that's a, yeah, that's a very, god, that true was point. Very poetic, wasn't it? Was very true point. Yeah, it was cause it, I, I think it goes back to the, 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 the child in you kind of a thing. Like, whereas I used to be highly embarrassed about what my dad did for a living mm. because he, because he was a, a preacher and in where I came from in the, in the neighborhood that we were in, that was Material to you know, <laughs> yeah. it was already bad enough that my mom spoke in weird accents, you know. So when I went to secondary school, I knew three things: A, not to let anybody know that my mom was not from Ireland, mm. B, not that they didn't know that I came from the neighborhood I came from because mm. that was considered the shithole in the town. Mm. And C, I'll never forget the religion teacher going, And oh, what does your dad do, Stephen? I was like, He's a salesman. And oh. he was like, um, He fucking knew, like, you know. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was like, Oh, what does he sell? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what he does. He sells know. the word of the Lord. Yeah, yeah, he I should have said that. Turn around and you, bitch. <laughs> But I just I just knew not to let anybody know yeah. in secondary school what it was that my and I hid that all the time. And then the same thing when I moved to Dublin and uh and I'll never forget my dad or the church he was working for in Dublin had the genius idea to write a big piece for the local paper. Mm. Sean Mullen comes to pray, be new preacher in blah 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 church. So sure, the whole fucking school saw that. And I went into school one of the days, and they'd all made collars. Oh, God. I walked into the classroom, and they all made collars. And I'll never forget the fucking anger I had That's, at that time.
0: I'm sorry that happened. <laughs> it's But it's hilarious. very funny. It's, it's very hilarious. funny. It's so well organized. It is. It was very organized, and the thing yeah. is, like, we'll say, like, I definitely came from a school where slag, like slagging was a huge part yeah. of my day-to-day life. Yeah. Avoiding slagging and then slagging other people. Yeah and it definitely does something to the psychology of a young m- man yes but also it's the funniest thing in the world it is very funny there never be anything funnier than like great slagging yeah
1: it is a, it is for as a strange term of endearment mm. it seems yeah. to be between fellas because we we if you can if you can slag and you can take a slagging mm. um by the way if you're listening to the UK slagging is banter oh. because Slagging over there means having sex. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> yeah. okay. Me and but, my mates were slagging we were all day. Slagging we were all day school, slagging all day. We were In school, and the God, playground. If you came in wearing the wrong thing, you'd be slagged slagging all day. Slagging the teacher behind her back, you know. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> but...
1: <laughs> Um, it's that weird thing that, for some reason, like we don't want to be genuine with each other. So, so do you think that's that's the, the root of it? Is that if you're going to be emotional, if you're going to be vulnerable, that you're you're afraid? I
0: think that might be it. Yeah, yeah, that you just you're putting yourself, you're just putting yourself in a vulnerable position. Yeah, I remember Mike's been on the Michael Rice has been on the podcast a couple of times. Michael Rice, who who is, is a, who's that? Who's that? Big fan of the show. Uh, who is? Uh, <laughs> we met. We were like became really good friends in Chicago and I'd have to tell people because Michael is one of the most open emotionally yes. honest people yeah. you'll meet especially from Ireland and I could to just like to, to a fault nearly to a fault almost yeah. and I'd like tell people like in Chicago like look this isn't like I, this isn't how Irish people are. Just <laughs> do not get any idea that this is, is so strange. This so is are, you la- like,
1: are you like tagging along behind Michael in public like, spaces and no going, Irish
0: people aren't like this. They are like this. Pointing, no pointing ever, at him going, no he's no. not really Irish. <laughs> I remember like we were walking. I, I can't remember what I said, but I remember where we were. We were at the 7-Eleven on, I think, Clark Street clark and broadway in chicago it's in boystown anyway it's across the way from reeds and we're walking across and i was just upset about something and i wanted to say to mike that i was upset uh and i just did like i would always do i just did a silly voice and said it that's the closest thing I could do. So let just say, like, <laughs> my hat is too small. I can't remember right. what I was going about it, but I was like, oh, my hat is too small.
1: Right.
0: And then, like, Mike just stopped me and he's like, you know, man, if you ever just want to, you can just say something if it's bothering you, you don't have to do the voice. <laughs> and i was like no was like, thank you you're a true friend <laughs>
1: and then i just slipped away like an eel that's so cutting but yet so so true and yeah. caring at the same and was, time no, it
0: was from a very caring point of, exactly of view. and just I, reaching out like and
1: but it's but it's it's cutting through the it's cutting through the facade straight away and it's totally <laughs> caring but that hurts in itself <laughs> he's yeah. like i'm not looking oh. at your costume here you know i'm like yeah. what's going on underneath is the kind of wow that's that's fascinating so do you think that because within the improv world and within the style of comedy that you do, as we talked about before, kind of character stuff, mm. express like you had a fascinating explanation on the last podcast that you did for why you do Captain Valentine and how that that oh, was yeah. that was an expression of you not being able to deal with. Uh, love, commitment, etc., etc. But you manifested all that through the performance by creating mm. a character who takes the piss out of a guy in the audience who was sitting with a girl. But you were totally projecting all that in yourself. Yeah. Do you think that's like nearly a genre of comedy within a certain?
0: Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely people who exist who do that a lot better than I'm doing it. James I... Acaster. Oh, definitely Acaster would have a bit of that in. It. Yeah, if you, his first, especially his first. Uh his first Netflix special. I think it's his third show overall from that string of when he was getting nominated yeah. the whole time. Uh but it's third show where he is the whole show's about him being an undercover cop. Right. Uh posing as a stand up comedian. And at the end in the last ten minutes, he explains it though. He does right. explain it. He does let you the audience know. Why? What? Basically, he he through, still being funny lets them know what he's actually communicating here. Right. I don't think I'd ever be able to do that.
1: He d- he does seem to be something that because I've seen I've seen him do a lot of work in progress actually from when I was living in mm. London. Um, and I saw his a couple of shows in Edinburgh, and he's fantastically articulate. Mm. the The writing is 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 amazing, and he's got so many huge fans. But for whatever reason, I don't connect. I think, oh, great, really? I think he's a great. I think he's really good comic. Really, but I don't. He never. He's never made me laugh. Laugh like fucking, like. Oh,
0: uh, man, I was sorry. like a
1: Dave Chappelle yeah. or a or a. Well, no, sorry, that's wrong. Like, like I'd say, who's made me? Well, and it's a that fucking real, cli- it's a cliche in this country, but Tommy has made me laugh about yeah. stuff sometimes, and I'm like fucking because he gets to the root of it. However, what you're explaining to me here about the the silly facades being put there yeah. to express emotion. Now, that's explaining another level to me that I'm kind of going, oh, I need to go watch caster again. Do you know yeah. what I mean?
0: I saw him this week in Wheeling. Yes. And like the first five minutes, I just, uh, that's the hardest I've laughed in so long. Really? Yeah. He'll just, he just was destroying me. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's that kind of made me realize I think he's the best comedian in the world at the moment. Right. He's not my favorite. Uh, he's one of my favorites, but I think, he, I think he's the best. Right. He was like, I brought my sister, I brought my brother and my sister uh, for as my brother's birthday present, uh, and he was a he's a big fan of James Acaster, so he was excited for it. And my sister hadn't ever heard of him or right. seen anything. And we were just like, don't watch anything, and. Uh, she was just the expression on her face like in the first five minutes like what is happening <laughs> what is this this is blowing me away and she ended up like loving it she said it was amazing it was one of the best shows I've ever seen but uh,
1: I'm fucking annoyed that I totally forgot that uh, that's the only reason I was giving you shit on Instagram was because I fucking forgot about it and I didn't got like I was, doing oh, nothing, yeah. I was doing nothing that night t- and oh, I could have wow. been there I could have been there at the fucking thing and I totally forgot about it so do you find so in moving forward so you went and did the the five weeks intensive in improv, mm. you've learned that it's okay to stick with an emotion within your performance.
0: Yeah, you and then- that emotion's probably the most interesting thing ah, that's going on, like. Right. That's probably, that's where I really hook into, if, if there's a strong emotion attached, even if I'm not sure what, when at least as an observer I'm talking about from here, even if I don't completely identify what the emotion is in this moment, something's really emotional and they're being honest and authentic like that's what i'll, I'll lap that up love it
1: mm. i've been i went and spent um an afternoon with a, a director for want of a better word he doesn't like the term but there's no other term for it. he as he says himself because how do you direct comedy but anyway mm. he directed my thoughts certainly and i because i'm writing a new show at the moment and i was stuck after the last show kind of going i'm not happy with like i did the last show and the achievement was to do it but i didn't want to keep doing it i wanted to move on yeah but i felt stuck i'm like how what's uh, you know i was writing new routines i'm not feeling anything about them and kind of going what's missing here and when i went and spent the time the afternoon with him we never once <laughs> talked about a joke or are you funny yeah. or any of that stuff he it's just this expression of nearly like a therapy session mm. an expression of well what's going through your mind what yeah. are you struggling with at the moment? What are you, what, what are you trying to... Uh, not even saying what are you trying to say because even that's mm. too much to do with your stand-up comedy. It's like, what are you feeling? What do you feel about X, Y, and Z? And the more and more we had conversation and the more there was honest conversation about for me in my life now, it's, um, it's uh, my relationship with my partner and how that mm. came about. And he's kind of going, well, that's fucking interesting. How's... How's that going? You know, how's mm. it? Because it's not a normal relationship. It's not yeah. the way that it started, the way that it is now, the, all the things that have happened in the first few, few years. And he will tell me, tell me a bit more about that. And the more I talk about it, the more he's like, fuck, like I came up with this line that I've had for a while. That I don't know if it's a premise or a routine or what, but this realization that I've had in my life that uh, love is not a feeling, it's a decision, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: he was like. That's oh, funny. that's good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And he's like, I've seen that. I've seen that in film and I've seen that on stage. I have not seen that in comedy yet. I would love, I'd love to see that. So that, I know what that feels like. I know what I mean by that. So articulating that in a comedic sense is, is, uh, is going to be, you know, is the challenge, but the joy. But that's also what people are going to connect to.
0: Yeah. He will be very invested in that. Like you're always gonna have people listening to that if you're yeah. when you're dealing with something like this. If you're doing a bad joke, a, a new joke, not a bad joke, a new joke about something that isn't really ha- like I'm going down to the shops and there's nothing like you do a fantastic joke about going down to the shops and yes. it's about you and your partner and yes. really you see through it you you dissect the dynamic between you two. Mm. But sometimes you can just do a joke about going down to the shops because somebody at the till said something funny. Mm. And at the early stages of that joke, if it's not going well, people will ne- will zone out and they won't yes. even, They won't even hate it. They just won't even, they'll just be thinking about, oh, should I get another drink in a bit? This, this, this. If you're doing something that's emotional or it's got yeah. something to it, chances are, even if it's not 100% there, they're they're going to be listening.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um. And how? So in in. So
0: I found like because I'm writing a new show at the moment that I need that I'm far be- too far behind on. But how? Uh,
1: before how did it Edinburgh go? Because you went from Chicago through that experience, through yeah. learning that the emotional connection that you have to something is what an audience wants to watch, mm. and that that's okay for you to express that. To then going to Vodafone a Comedy Festival in Dublin, which. Those of you who aren't in Dublin, it's the biggest comedy festival in Ireland. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's amazing. You That's get some so of the good, yeah. so good. You get so many of the great top acts from the U.S. coming over. And there was an interesting moment for me. I, like, I was delighted to be able to perform in it. There was an interesting moment for me, and I was watching your guys' show. So Riff Raff John's uh, Comedy Club mm. with Michael Rice and Brian Gallagher. They had their own performance on on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And I was watching some of that but then wanted to pop to the tent next door to watch. I, I'm, I keep getting a sense. It's not Tom Stade. What's the other Tom? The other American Tom? He speaks really gravely Tom like Rhodes. Tom Rhodes, thank you. He was he's that, brilliant. Was that a good impersonation? I thought Yeah. A, uh, I got this joke I'm going to say right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's good, that's good, that's good. <laughs> but he, um, so I went to see, because I hadn't seen Tom that weekend yet, and he was doing a performance next door. So the first couple of minutes of your set, mm. went in to watch Tom Rhodes, and he was brilliant, But next thing, what happens from the tent next door where John is performing is absolute mayhem. There's music playing. There's people screaming, roaring and shouting. And Tom Rhodes goes... Well, at least they're having a good time.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that at all. <laughs>
1: so you were interrupting Tom Rhodes' set, was, and he I was, was like, well, Tom fuck Rhodes. that guy. We're having a good time here, too. <laughs> fuck whoever's on in there. <laughs> because there was a few roars in the middle of the show. Can you explain to the people now what you were doing in that performance?
0: Um, I was kind of doing most of the skeleton of the set was my usual... Were, were there any but things? you're gonna you're gonna
1: have to explain what the skeletal is because people don't know. Oh, what it is uh, that you're doing?
0: Lots of uh, there's music. I was throwing condoms at people. Throwing I condoms at people. Doing, I was getting people on stage to do weird magic tricks that aren't magic tricks. And uh, at one stage, one of the big roars was I remember a couple had to leave early and they they like walked out. And I chased them down. I think I remember out. hearing that. Were you screaming yeah. at them? And then brought them back in, and then so like they, they got a big cheer for coming back in right. and, and seeing the end. Uh,
1: <laughs> I remember hearing that from the other tent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but it was it was fairly just my my club set like that yeah. I would do right. Uh, but it was just it was so it was super fun. That was and super your club set game. is
1: you're not up there doing jokes. You're just no,
0: no, no. It's all it's like crazy game show hosts, nearly. Yeah trying to most of the bits are uh, crowd surfing at one point crowd surfing yeah Yeah, i was like carried off uh yeah i was carried around the audience for a while on a guy's shoulders um, just kind of trying to generate as much chaos as possible, yeah. and make anybody involved in the venue as nervous as possible. Yes, <laughs> uh, and really just uh, yeah. So just kind of basically orchestrating as much chaos as I can orchestrate here yeah. under the guise of entertainment. <laughs> um,
1: and it's me, and it's wonderful. And you can feel like to be to be in another comedian. And Tom Rhodes is one of the top comedians amazing, in the world. Yeah. He's amazing. To be able to feel the energy from what you're doing in another tent <laughs> is crazy, you know that. The, so that is kind of part of the the madness of the thing that you do. Did some of what you do in in um, I was going to say Portugal for some reason in Chicago inform that performance? It's just you, at that point. Maybe
0: a little bit. Maybe just because I was in a very healthy creative space right. that helped it. It definitely helped more in Edinburgh. Uh, but there was a lot of it yeah just five you know uh one of our teachers in chicago was uh, a wonderful woman by the name of liz allen and she's been teaching improv for like 30 years and she thought mike barbiglia and she's just got she's just a wealth of and she's a super ether the, the thinking about the ether and the spiritual she's a scientist but the spirituality of improv and Right, all this, okay all this far out like psychedelic kind of stuff okay and she talks about this thing she calls like the bony finger where uh when you're in improv scenes and stuff or but I can apply it to my stand-up a little bit where uh if you're supposed to do something this bony finger will tap you on the shoulder and say like do it do it and it's just and if you if you listen to the bony finger you'll great things will happen but then you, there's also sometimes ego can disguise itself as the bony finger right? and you can tell the difference but you have to like be patient enough not to act on that like oh I'll just do this because it's because yes. it'll make me feel good or make me feel funny and it's bad in improv because then you start ruining it for other people but I find at least in my own when I'm improvising like that it's important to try and listen to what am I supposed to do right now as opposed to what do I think I should be doing right now right uh, it's a weird it's hard to explain
1: it, well, it's it's trying to follow the truth of the thing that is being created. Yeah. And just I'm being not, honest to the yeah, room and yes. being
0: honest to myself and how I'm feeling yeah. and uh, very much getting out of your head how, you know, before every gig you kind of have in your head how you want this gig to go. Yeah. And then being present enough to just allow the gig to be what the gig is instead yes. of. And when you do that, you usually find, uh, I did a show while I was in Chicago and over the course of it, I had this bit with 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 uh, with cue cards with the audience, and the cue cards weren't quite working. And uh, I brought uh, another improvisers improv student called Sheldon on stage, but it was a stand up show, so nobody really knew who he was. But I was just like, I am just gonna bring him on stage to see what happens, and we just kind of improvised this weird dance together. Right. And like, he was the biggest superstar of the gig then. Like, I kind of just let him do; so I followed his lead and afterwards like every sound was up to be like who's that guy who's sheldon oh my god where's sheldon <laughs> where's sheldon at right uh so it was kind of important in that moment like to be like okay look you've got and i worked hard on this cue card bit. And i really wanted to do because it because in my head i was like the, in all day i'm like they're gonna love this cue card bit and to kind of just i was lucky to be present enough to be like okay let's ignore that and move on to this but there's loads of times where i failed that where where there I've had a very good emotion and to take this set in a good direction, but I've had in my head no no no. But the ego in me says this is how I imagined earlier. I should be doing this this, and then I'll if I ever follow that instinct, it never is as funny as it would have been if I'd gone the right way.
1: Does that mean that those ideas get dumped? Does the cue card
0: idea get completely
1: dumped? It's just be dump it, yeah. Right. Just
0: do it. Or if it can come back naturally later, maybe it can come back naturally later okay. if it's supposed to, but uh, probably won't.
1: Right. And uh, there's definitely... Because we were, we were chatting about you and um, when we were down in Cork and all that kind of stuff and the fascination of your creative process. And you do take huge risks. The risks yeah. that you take... People talk about not wanting to do stand-up and, oh, jeez, I don't know how you tell jokes in front of a room full of strangers. Yeah, I don't know how... Like, they say that about stand-up comedy and then I go about what you do. I'm like, I don't fucking... How does he how does he do that? Yeah. But the risk versus reward thing is like... You're going to get... you in order to find you're taking big risks to find the truth of of the performance to find the truth of the creativity you are you have big failures but the when you get the, you have big rewards as well so because there's way bigger risk involved
0: yeah i would say like i did like try to do normal stand up for a long time like yeah. and didn't love it yes towards the end and i would say like it's much riskier doing I know on paper it seems weird to go and try and crowd surf over a stranger in the audience. <laughs> should be a lot riskier than going up and telling a story about growing up in Limerick City, Ireland. Yeah. But for me, the, the, the mathematical chances of success and actual comedy and it going great for the crowdsurfing thing is just so much higher. Okay, okay. So, it would be a huge so to risk you. for me to go, for me to go and tell a story. <laughs> okay. For me to be honest. Like right. Do that, like the, the so risk involved, like the chances of that being successful. Right. Uh, so now when you, <laughs> when you, there are definitely moments where I'm like, oh, well, they're not in, they're not into this. Yeah. And at that stage, then you just kind of have to, Bite it a little bit and find the people who are because you'll always find people, be it some of the comedians in the back or some people in the audience there will always be people who it's lighting with, and you just have to in those moments be like, well, this is for you, this now. this is for the you okay this is for you yeah um but yes that's uh, a
1: fun fa- that's a fascinating perspective that to you it's not it's not that big of a risk, but that shows where uh, your creativity your creativity is,
0: yeah. Yeah, I guess, I, I don't know. There's definitely, the longest time I would be very worried about what the other comedians thought of me.
1: You you Very you, worried. You are very worried. I
0: For, for long, still am a oh. little bit, but like oh. starting off, the first four years now, I'm so worried. All I wanted was the other comedians to like me. And Could so I was kind of doing stuff that they were kind of doing. Okay, they kind of do stories like that. I'll just just try and do things I think they'd like. Yeah. Very nervous. Yeah. The audience, you, of course, you want to do well. But I wanted, I mo- wanted to do well so the comedians think I'm good and the comedians like me. It was very much I wanted the, I was very worried about the comedians' thought. And then when you, I stopped. I tried as much now to not care, not be worried about. I definitely get nervous if I'm on a lineup and I see I don't know any of the other comedians. That's my most nerve wracking. Really? Because they don't know me, so if it doesn't go well, that's the idea they have of me. You know, if I know all the comedians in the lineup, regardless of what happens... I thought that know, would have been
1: easier, because like, at your level, surely, if you don't know the other, other comedians, then that means they're all new, so that's easy. No,
0: no, because no, then this is their first impression of me, and this might be their only impression of me for the right, longest time. Right, right. Or, uh, or, you know, I just want them to like me or I think I'm nice. <laughs> uh, not to think I'm too strange. Uh, and then, uh, but if I... Yeah, so but if I do know the comedian I know like well regardless of what happens here they know I know I know from doing it more often than not this goes very very well and it's fun. Yeah. So, you know, I can take I can take I can take the risk.
1: So you went on to Edinburgh following the 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 time in Chicago yes. and the Vodafone uh performance and that and it did affect you. It did affect yeah, the, what you were doing. Yeah, it
0: was huge. Well, I had a little bit of a I won't name which company I did my Edinburgh show with. Uh but a couple of weeks before the show was supposed to take place, I got told that my venue wasn't going to be finished. Oh. It was, it was As under construction. W- oh, God. And my, I had a very tech-heavy show, and I needed specific tech stuff in oh my venue. Oh, God. Venues. That's a and disaster. And I got put in another venue where I just couldn't do that show. Oh, dear. So I had to throw a lot of stuff out. I had to start again. So then I tried this That's other... That's disaster. Positive, yeah, it was a bit of a disaster. And then I start. I did the show once with like another theme like a thematic show. I just wrote it out and I just didn't lo- I did feel natural. Uh the show didn't go great. Uh it didn't go terribly, but it was just like this isn't feel so then I just did an improvised show. Right. Where I had a big music routine in the middle and a big music routine at the very end, each of them like three or four minutes long, and then the rest of the hour was just improvised. Uh and I did it. In, I, I I I was in a smaller room, and it was just I I loved it so much. It was easily the most is easily the most proud thing I think I've ever done. Wow, was that that run in Edinburgh? I just it was so fun and weird, and the show was so different every night. And it wasn't cr- like there was crowd work involved, but it wasn't really crowd work. It was about like fairly early on in the first fifteen minutes, we'd all discover together what the show was going to be about today. And then, so you
1: just that would just be discovered up through through yeah. through the improv,
0: through the improv. Like well, there would just be a pattern would start to okay, emerge. Okay. And then, all right, we're just playing with this pattern now for the next forty minutes.
1: So what what kind of shows did it come out to be? Like what what did can you remember very some of st- what, what some of the shows were about?
0: Stupid. They're very stupid. Um. Uh, God, let me see. Let me see. Um. There were. Uh, Oh, this is all dead air now. That's all it's right. hard to remember things when you improvise them as well. Yeah, there, was was a- o- there was <laughs> one show where I just kept... I would st- The joke was I would start like it was about to t- move on and do something differently. And then I would move into the middle of the audience and stand on a seat and do a big Santa voice and be this <laughs> benevolent... like He was like Santa, but also God. And wow. he was talking about the gig. And then I would go back and I would just repeat this. And people seem to like it for some reason. Uh, I, just, I don't think there's a, I think there's, a there's one of the shows that I could describe that would make yeah. sense. To, so not, it's a not thing logical. In a, there is a thing in improv and like long form improv. Yes. But it definitely applies to this run of Edinburgh where... There's nothing un-unfunnier than describing improv. Yeah, but that's you know, so true. Yeah, yeah. You're in an improv scene and you think it's like that's a funny. How would that not be on? Yes, the the unbelievables. And then you to explain it to somebody like that is so unfunny.
1: That's true. We were, I was doing something recently in an improv class, and yeah, any time I came home to tell the missus this scene was hilarious and was funny does not make any sense whatsoever no. and it's literally you had to be there which is the beauty yeah. of the thing because it doesn't transfer to tv necessarily on that same level what happens in the live room. with the people in the room exactly so
0: this isn't like
1: it's only in the moment it, that it exists the, sh-
0: the scene is everybody involved so yeah everybody on stage everybody in the audience and literally if for the most part if any of this was different even the energy of where everybody is sitting and all of that, the show would be different. Yes, that's just how people and their energy yeah. works. We can sense each other's energy in a yeah. room, and it would be different. Yeah, and so it just doesn't translate as well to be described.
1: Does that make it difficult for you then, trying to work traditional clubs or traditional, or um, you know, traditional stand-up comedy clubs or doing traditional performances or like even mm. even if I have to get booked somewhere, they want to see a video, for example. Yeah, Do a
0: video y- clip is hard sometimes. Yeah, because it's not good to just generally in comedy to be sending crowd work out in your clip. It's like... No. People are like, well, okay, you just captured a funny moment and if that's the fu- you don't have a joke that that's funny, that's not so good. Right, yeah. Because um,
1: then they don't trust you. Is the, yeah. Is the, is, which is not... A, uh, I'm not condoning that. Yeah. You know, that's not the reason not to trust somebody, but you have to be... It's hard, it's hard to... You're not the guy who's, on, you know, ticked all the boxes and, yeah, this is going to work. I've got these jokes. i got this a Every
0: comedian who's like two years in... if has had a moment where they've improvised or done crowd work on stage because someone's heckling them or something's happening where it's been hysterically yeah. funny. And if that's in your clip, the booker can rightly think, okay, well, then this might be a really bad comedian who had something cool happen once. Okay, yeah. So I I have a clip that, I've used, that I send to people that's fairly like it's me doing stuff with the audience but it's clear this is the structure of it and there's yeah. very little pure improvising yes it. and then i've got another clip i did recently that is super highlighted and it's just it's like 30 second moments and i'm wearing different costumes and all of them and some of them are bits <laughs> and some of them are improvised and just it's just basically the, w- the warning this is just chaos yes thing
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and the, and they and they get on board with that
0: yeah, for the most Eventually, part. Eventually, yeah, yeah.
1: That's great, man. Yeah. It's great. So you've been saying you're writing the new show, and yeah. you said you're behind, because I presume you're going to Australia in January, are yeah. you? Yeah? Perth Comedy Festival, or I've fringe got a Festival? Fringe
0: World is that's what they like it to be called is Fringe World in all capital letters. Oh, sorry. For some reason. Sorry, Perth, sorry. No, that's sorry, big thing. Yeah, world? Fringe, fringe world. Yeah, fringe all world. Caps, oh, fringe sorry. world. Fringe world. Fringe world. <laughs> fringe world! Fringe world! Fringe world! Uh so I've got like a 3 week run in that, and then I have got 3 week run run in Adelaide Fringe and then so I've got about so I've got 6 weeks basically of fringe now in the New Year. And you have to write hours. I have to write sh- I, have to, I have to write an hour show for that.
1: Fantastic.
0: I've got uh I've got lots of the bits. Lots. Of, it's going to be very tech heavy. Okay. It's going to there's going to be a projector is going to be a big character in the show basically. Right. Uh, so I have to make a lot of that tech. I've got a lot of... I've got the bones of the idea. I know what the show's about. I wrote out all the bits I had thought of. And then I thought, okay, well, that's how... How can I group these together thematically? And then I realized they're almost all about the same thing. Oh, right. From a different angle. Right. Uh, so I'm like, okay, well, now I know what the show's about. Uh, so I just have to make a lot of stuff. So I have to record a lot of videos. Okay. Make a lot of music and... So that's hard. That's that's ty- That's time. a lot of time. Time-consuming, And yeah. then it's hard to try that stuff out. There's not many clubs yeah. to try it out. I'm going to be doing... I'm doing a show with Mob Theatre at the moment called Fiasco. Uh-huh. It's going to be once a month. Right. Where I'm going to be able to do some of... I'm going to be hosting, but I'm going to be able to fit in some of that material into right. the hosting because they've got a projector and speakers okay. and stuff and tech. So you get to try some of that So I'll be able to try some of that. But lots of it I'm going to be going over to Perth hoping this is as funny to other people as, as it is in my head other
1: people on the other side of the world as on well other side of the world yeah is that a pressure that you feel because it, like is, is it culturally different in any way to perform to those audiences or is it not that uh, much of a challenge No,
0: last year i did a lot of irish came out which was nice um the australians my humor is a little there's lots of Aust- my favorite lots of my favorite comedians are australian right and there's a lot more people not a lot more people like there's very few people doing it in Ireland. There's a dozen people doing it from Australia, max maybe. But f- I'll, I'll, of of that kind of style, comedy? weird like yeah. music. Was it Sam rock. Russell? Was it Sam no. Simmons? Sam Simmons. Uh, no, that who's on the one talking. Oh, Sam about. Campbell. Sam Campbell. Yes. Yeah, he's the funniest. All the Sams. You're gonna change your
1: name to Sam? Oh yeah. <laughs> Sam Spillane. Sammy Spills. Yeah. Sammy Spills. Not a bad stage. Kind of, Sam yeah. Splan. That's Sam um, Spillane. Sam Splan. Yeah. So yeah, because they are of a of a. It's like it's like yeah. a genre, isn't it? Of, it is a little
0: bit, but not re- like. Again, just because there's literally, basically, those two, Demi Lardner, uh, uh, Tom Walker, and uh, Auntie Donna. And then that's it. Oh, and Neil Portenza as well. So that's six.
1: Would you say Sam Campbell is like a love child of Sam Simmons kind of, like, kind of, do you think he's Like,
0: Definitely, I don't want to speak for Sam Campbell. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. Uh, I don't want to speak for Sam Campbell, uh, but uh, their shows are... They're talking about different things. They're they're they are very different, uh, but they are both performers. I would say who uh, don't let the constraints of a microphone no and exactly a yeah. story define them yeah so in that way they're definitely I I would say in my eyes they'd be kindred spirits exactly uh, but yeah yeah they're from two completely different generations and I've seen both of them do shows and I'm a huge fan of both of them and the shows are very different
1: yeah yeah uh, what can we say What your new show is called
0: oh and oh uh, fringe oh yeah uh, it's called <laughs> uh, Irish comedian of the millennium.
1: Irish comedian of the millennium, very yeah, good. Uh, very what was the last one? Was it called Irish comedian of the year? No, no.
0: No, I the last one, I I changed its name to Irish comedian of the millennium. Yeah, right. for for but this is a different show from Edinburgh. That Edinburgh show was just improvised, and right. this is like a structured version of it. Uh, it will have a different title before I had to get. To, I basically had to apply for this while I was in Edinburgh, <laughs> so I just like oh I will just you, use the title. That's the crazy
1: thing about these shows is you have to apply with the name, what it's about, and you haven't even written the fucking show.
0: Show. Yeah. So, but this the name does work for what the is show is. Is it time is. to apply
1: for Edinburgh actually at the moment for the free frame?
0: In about a month's time, I'd say. It's like it's gonna be coming up. yeah. It's coming up. It's gonna, it's be, gonna be sneaking up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, well, uh, by the way, uh, and we're gonna see loads of emotional stuff in that show, aren't we, John? Of your emotional, oh yeah, it's gonna be really very kind of deep. Stuff. Yeah. It's no, no, very I don't deep. mean deep. But oh. do you think you are gonna be connecting with the emotion? Is, is that what? Uh, it's gonna seems to be the theme of this podcast anyway you know that finding a way to express the emotional vulnerabilities in the performance because that's what people are interested in
0: it, that's definitely what it's all about okay and it's definitely how oh, I'm feeling it um, I don't exciting. have anything written into the show that tells you what it's about but no but that's not the and point and it's so stupid this show is so stupid like <laughs> I'd love to hear somebody listen to this after seeing the bits I've written now. Because it's mostly real, absurd nonsense. Uh,
1: I'm looking forward to seeing this, John.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be... I'm going to do some... I'll do some in Dublin and some... Uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing how people
1: react to it You've changed. I think you've changed your your Instagram since the last time you were. I on. have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th-
0: saw. St- I stopped using the Mister Hennessy name and started using John's my using own, my your own actual real bloody name. name because so because I'm honest now. Yes.
1: What's, people. What's your Instagram handle?
0: Uh, the John Spolan. The
1: John Spolan. We have some questions from fans, John. Oh, do we um, really? We do. Yeah. What's, what? What? You, what? You, what kind of operation do you think this is? Oh, okay. A fucking um, shoddy can operation. I move
0: to the bathroom very quickly.
1: Do you want? Oh, okay, we have to hold for the questions, right? That's Johnny's pretty, going yeah, for I a really whiz really and really we are pausing. And we 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 are back. And uh, John, <laughs> what, John's taking a picture of me now. Went upstairs. I'm like, John, the toilet's downstairs. You pointed over your shoulder. Exactly. To anyway. Uh, and I realized why that He was he was rocking on the edge of the couch For the last Oh was I Couple of minutes of Oh the, yeah I did need the Lou Because yeah, you I needed the wee needed, And I was just like I was just
0: an anxious boy
1: Anxious boy uh, Was he not enjoying his therapy Anyway Alright I'll lie down for this one Fans have been in contact John Oh yeah um, Big fans of that Shout out to the, the Spillan family um, big listeners oh, to the show and no. um, big excuse me john we're trying to be professional here oh, Jesus. so the first question is on behalf of all the family they <laughs> want to know
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> are these legitimately all for my family they want
1: to know <sighs> would you are you going to get your hair cut before christmas no, no, oh no, okay, no. That's fine. I, it looks beautiful. You know, what? I mean, you when you came what? in, I, I have... opened that door and you were so windswept. And, got, and if you got a haircut like you did the last time, which was pretty yeah, the last haircut you can't remember, it was who cut that
0: hair. That was awful. This was a disaster. I went in, I asked for barely anything off, he cut off almost all of it. Uh, if you, uh, I put if you go through my Instagram at thejohnsplan, somewhere I've got yes. it, I did, it was last Christmas. It was last Christmas because you're wearing a Christmas and, jumper. And I took a bunch of Tinder photos outside a yeah. Christmas tree because I looked like <laughs> the biggest dork ever. Uh, if you see the pictures, I look horrific. He
1: cut your locks the highest, like the locks were cut nearly above your the top of your ears. It was like, Oh yeah, it was, Jesus it was embarrassing. Jesus Christ. But you're
0: looking, tr- I, I would, like I'll get a, I had planned anyway to get some kind of a trim or something before Christmas but not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. You're he you're going to text into a podcast and <laughs> tell <attempt laughs> me to cut my hair I'm going to grow it out so bad. I'm not going to shave between now and Christmas. You're
1: under a lot of pressure I have realised since we because you did not speak about this on the last podcast but not only was your dad a doctor, right? I, I've only found out recently that he played rugby for Ireland. You left that out yeah. and you left out that he's probably the best looking man in Ireland. Yeah, Like he's very handsome. I'm not that way inclined but Jesus, he's a good- yeah he fella. is very
0: sexy Yeah, unbelievable he is a, he is a sex symbol
1: he's, he's yeah, quite like yeah, if, he, if your mention... dad was James Bond you'd kind of go yeah that makes sense
0: oh he'd be a great bond yeah great uh, bond. Yeah, doctors uh, the well, name, I just the name the respect his anonymity.
1: the name Spillan Doctor the people Spillan.
0: and Ru- Irish rugby <laughs> people can now kind of oh, google sorry. And find him right. so that was kind of well, what that, I was at. Well, alright well that's what I did just uh,
1: google spalan rugby player that was it uh, yeah but uh, uh,
0: yeah, he, yeah he's very handsome yeah Gina. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. Guys, I'm gonna tell you this story. If they, if they're gonna text in tweets. We are, We were on holidays once. I think we were in Portugal, um, and we were walking. It was myself and my father were walking down the road, uh, and these two young girls went walked past us. And as soon as they got a little bit past us, they turned back and they shouted "Delph!" and they ran away. Oh. They ran away. My dad was like, What does Dilf mean? Wow. And, and you're I was like, like Oh nothing. It, it, mean, it means dad, I'd like to fuck. Did you tell him? Yeah. And he was like, Oh, what really? Is like, Yeah, yeah, they they fancied you. And he's like, Oh my god, that's so weird. And then a couple of days later, <laughs> I was walking into a room and he didn't realize I was walking into the room and he was with my two sisters. And he was like, Girls, I was walking down the road the other day and uh, these two girls called me a dilft. What does that mean?
1: Oh my God! He's and he wanted to angle. get
0: them. He wanted to get them to know that he's a handsome. That Sam. he's a handsome guy and what play a s- dumb. Like it was a weird brag. Power what a was doing psycho! It. And I was like behind. I was like, Dad. And he turned around. He's like, Oh no! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh. Yeah. Wow. How long ago was that? Oh, 10 years, maybe? 10 years. At the longest, 10 years ago.
1: Jesus Christ, 10 years. Yeah. So you were a teenager at the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would have been like 17. Yeah. What's the deal? Jesus, I was 17 10 years ago. That's not fun to say.
1: Unbelievable. Um, All so, right, more questions from so, my family. But that's, family. What, but that's why you're under pressure, because your dad being such a handsome man, you're like, do you feel the pressure of having to b- b- look beautiful? Like if you get a bad haircut, are you letting the family down kind of a thing?
0: No, there's <laughs> no way. There's no way that... Uh, there's there's no way that I'll ever be as good looking as him, and that's something I'll accept. He's six foot five. I'm six yeah, foot. Big. Yeah, he's tall, Jesus. tanned. He's, yeah, he's, he's tanned. just perfect. My mother's beautiful as well. Oh my it's god, a disaster. It's, it's disgusting. Really. I'm not ugly. It's disgusting. But no, the fact that ugly. they got together and created me is a real shame. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, such a waste of potential. It's such a waste of potential. It'd be like if you found out that Meryl Streep was going to be in a movie directed by Martin Scorsese... And then that movie ended up being uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back or whatever. <laughs> like It's like, okay, that's pretty fun. Yeah, but yeah.
1: you would have thought. Yeah, that's not what we were expecting from no. the on the sex levels. Yeah, but anyway. Real bad. Unbelievable. So yeah, geez. A good, Very best beautiful look, family. Best oh, my siblings of are beautiful? Yeah, yeah. Hot family. I've only met one sister, but yeah, she definitely has your dad's good looks, that's for sure. Mm. Or your mom's whatever. I don't I didn't mean that in a bad way. Anyway. Alters the oh,
0: yeah, really quick. I want to tell another because it popped into my head. Yes, um, me and my sister, we met, we, we, we ran into somebody I know. Uh, I'm not going to name who it is, but we're hanging out, and uh, we're talking about how we all look, how we look, how we look like and look different. And uh, this person was like, Oh, yeah, you guys look so me, my brother, and Jean." And she's like, Oh, you guys look so similar. You guys have like the, the cheekbones, Cheek you bones. see it in the eyes, yes. everything. Uh, the only difference really between you is Gene you're so much more tan than the two of them how are you so much more tan than the other two <laughs> and there's just a pause and then Jean, please block her name as well that I've said my sister's you're name you've said it podcast. twice now John yeah, be, yeah, you have, have to bleep, bleep through it now but my sister yeah. uh, J. Ian Splann <laughs> <said, laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not doing all those <laughs> bleeps John you can fuck yourself <laughs> uh, uh, said uh, really like just keep saying it. it I'm not going to bleep well she said afterwards she was more tan than the two of us she took like a great comedic pause and just goes it's makeup <laughs> <laughs> like you're I'm fucking to say, dope. you, you yeah. idiot yeah yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm wearing makeup
1: she didn't even have to she didn't yeah. need to say the you idiot it was the delivery yeah. brilliant well there's obviously concern out there there's there's some concern out there for you as well um, <laughs> and you're, as your uh, your poor your poor mother um <laughs> does feel a sense of you know uh, she, <laughs> she she has, because like, we, we, no, we got on very well. They're big fans. She listens to the podcast, so thanks you for listening, Mrs. Balan. um Big fan, and thank mm. you for your question. But um <laughs> she, she as because she doesn't see John in a while, she hasn't seen her yeah. your, her lovely son in a while, she gets a, a pang of homesickness for her, yeah. for John. But she does, in order to, to kind of remember you and in order to kind of feel that you're around again, what she likes to do is to walk around Tesco's and a, 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 and uh, see oh, the reduced yeah. prices aisles, and that mm. makes her think of you, yeah, she thinks how's my John doing looking at the reduced
0: i, do, I love a reduced yeah. price aisle, and she she wants won- a deal do you have she a- wants I, I i i used to eat like eight weedabix a day, and she told me she wants <laughs> she walked walk- once walk, when I was living in America, I walked past uh, the weedabix and started crying <laughs> <laughs> she thinks that you have a she
1: was'cause she was she was texting me saying she thinks that you have a little secret club. That you guys hang around the Tesco aisles, waiting for the lads to put the stickers oh. on the food. <laughs> John and his secret club looking for it. anyway.
0: I, I quickly know who the stooge in the family is. Anyway. <laughs> uh, is that is that supposed to be a question or just? Uh, it was just a comment. It was, it was an it, embarrassing No, it was comment. a
1: comment. No, because she wanted. Because ultimately, the point of that story was that you know, uh, just that you need to know that you're loved, that your mom loves you, and that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't, I'm to, I can't even look at you You're your not even I'm making saying. eye contact He's <laughs> looking away He's, My therapist that. has gone too emotional
1: That your mommy loves you <laughs> And that you'll always <laughs> You'll always know There's this frozen steak and kidney pie Reduced oh. in the fridge for you. I yeah. have had a sick pie in years. years. Years? Unbelievable.
0: I'm yeah. trying to not eat meat anymore.
1: But anyway, not so many questions, but as much more like love for, for John. Shout out to the Spalan family. Was that
0: the whole Q&A? Yeah, I don't know. So, so sure when you said more, but Q&A, <laughs> one question. Are you getting your hair cut before Christmas? What a <laughs> riveting Q&A with John <laughs> Spallan. <laughs> Comment into the podcast. Get to know the details. <laughs> Will he cut his hair? <laughs> Has he brushed his teeth? Is he eating right?
1: <laughs> I can report uh, Spillane family. He's looking in, in fit form today. Um, yeah, it looks like he's gone out for a hike, but he's looking healthy, and the hair looks oh. gorgeous. The hair looks yeah, gorgeous. It's,
0: it's a bit windswept.
1: Today, windswept but today, but it was it was a good look. And uh,
0: look, I, the kind of birds I'm going for, lads. Look, you, I'm just a, talking a, I, to I, my family directly yes, now. I'm not yeah, I'm talking to you, okay, lads. The kind of birds I'm after like long hair. Bur- That's it. Birds, I mean, girls like girls, right? Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't be calling them birds. Yeah. Uh, beep it. Get the beeper up. <laughs> no. The most beeps in a podcast look, award
1: goes to. Um,
0: easily the thing I get complimented most on is my hair. Ah Easily I
1: I think my hair is stupid as well But when I grow it out I get compliments on it So Yeah no And To, to me it's a it's mess Yours yeah. is nicer I've
0: got a great bum Do you? Oh I've got some tush <laughs> I've got some tush It's Is that from your It is genuinely That must be from your thing, dad's side It is side. the thing Oh yeah yeah probably yeah. Uh, my mom's got no bottom. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, okay. Why are you co- covering the microphone? <laughs> okay. God, flat as a board. Hey, buddy. Flat as a board. My father, though, he's got a rump that'll make you jealous. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Like, got uh, but you covered the mic like that was <laughs> good. <laughs> my mum's yeah. got no
1: bum and then he put his hand over the mic going oh yeah. I shouldn't be saying Look, this I'm sorry mum anyway sorry, sorry about Mom, that Mrs. Spillane you know I'm know sure it you've yourself. a lovely bomb. I not bum. lying to anyone yeah <laughs> Um and uh, oh, I did want to get up. We didn't get onto it today. Sorry, I got distracted by your, your by the creative conversation. But the love thing, Tinder, the hair is growing out. The kind of guy, how is all that going? The Tinder world. Don't Are you still Tinder doing the Tinder world? I'm not
0: a Tinder guy.
1: Sorry, Well you did. Say, well, you're the one who said you made that stupid those stupid photos for I Tinder. Host, but that was just a joke, was it? As a joke. Okay, okay yeah, sorry. Okay. Joke. So you're not a uh, Tinder guy.
0: No, no. I think I I think I've I've been on maybe six Tinder dates in my life. I don't right. Know any of them have been good. No,
1: I I, I mean I mean I did it before. Uh, you're, you're the, talking five yeah. years ago now and it was yeah. just it seems to be unfortunately just a hookup thing and that's not just a, great, just a little it? awkward yeah it's
0: just not so it's much more fun just meeting somebody in real life and then ask absolutely want a date yeah and, definitely yeah, f- much nicer date
1: and so any uh, so how have the last few months been gone because you've been like traveling so much it's hard to it's hard to meet somebody as a comedian if you're going to yeah. be traveling as much as you are
0: yeah it's definitely uh i definitely think i'm being a lot healthier about i think i've all i i think some of the issues that i was uh uh venting through victor valentine i've spent considerable mental energy trying to uh address and uh yeah i think i'm having i've i've had some nice dates uh i feel very conscious now just dates uh yeah. yeah uh uh well, it's been, positive, it's been positive of late is basically what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Oh, that's I've good. had some... I'm sorry, I sound like Michael Rice now. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I've had some very... He <laughs> does do that. I'll, I'll be very ambiguous. Very recently, I have some very, very nice dates. Very good. Very, very nice dates, yeah. With
1: different people or with no. a person. Fantastic. Yeah. That's all we need to but know. But very... Uh, but that's what we love here in the Hello Sebo podcast yeah. is that kind of... Romantic gossip, but like yeah. that's what that's what keeps us going, you know. That little bit of tension Ugh. of romance, of love, of yeah. you know, will it happen? Won't it happen? Mm. Yeah. You know, so uh, will you be buying Christmas presents? Is the <sighs> I that's, don't know. A biggie. No. that's a biggie. No, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Okay.
0: okay. Hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully. Jesus Christ, Jesus, you let it out. You've really put me in a spot here. Like
1: vulnerability is coming uh, out here I, now.
0: I'd aver- yeah, yeah.
1: That's positive, man. Let's look. We can
0: leave it yeah. there. And you know what? If it does, you know. Ruined. This is this is way more awkward than the family thing. Jesus. Why? Well, does not. I'm not yeah uh, Basically, basically. She's not going right, to listen to. I'm, I'm all talking about honesty and stuff. Yeah. Basically, uh, uh, I'm worried now. I've I've had a couple of dates with a very nice person. I'm worried now yeah. they will listen to the podcast and hear this at the end. Oh, are That's they? The, are
1: we? Are they in the same circles
0: as us? Uh. They, they. I'm gonna put this on my Instagram, and they that mean, follow me on Instagram. Oh, that doesn't mean so they shit. Might, they, yeah, I know, but I just guess they did. Are
1: they, in, are they involved in our circle of what no we comment. do? Okay, no right. <laughs> no well, that's comment. all we need to know. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, okay. So, yeah. Well. You know, I, we can cut this out or not. They look. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. Nobody else knows who you're talking about. The only yeah. people that know who's talking about it is the two of is the yeah. two of me, So that's fine. Okay. All that person needs to know is whether you'd like another date again. That's simple. And you'll you have already I'm been gonna, talking I'm about gonna, that already.
0: I'm gonna text you if this if this is over because of this bloody hello, Stevo. <laughs> It'll be goodbye, Stevo. Oh. oh, classic, great zinger in there at the end for Spilly. <laughs> you know, what? she'd be a fool to leave me coming out with guys <laughs> like this on the on the riff. Huh? Goodbye, Steve Because the name of the podcast is Hello, Stevo. Yeah. Get it? That's what I'm going to call the last
1: episode, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, <laughs> Steve <laughs> O. Oh. Yeah, when I get to, I think it's episode number 52. I think I'll leave it at that, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Or maybe we'll keep going. And we've gone on too much. We've rambled. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But you, it's put been
0: out a- all, almost all of it, please. Well, I. Like-
1: <laughs> I'm going to cut out a chunk in the middle just so we can get to the romance of, which oh. has been great. But thank you so much for coming on again, Thanks John. Thanks for having me. Love to
0: the Spillans. Big love. Yeah. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. How you at, guys getting on? At the John Spillan. On, at the John Spillan At the Instagram. John Spillan. Yeah. New
1: Newcomers to the podcast. Give John a follow. He's absolutely fantastic. He's very funny on Instagram. Very funny yeah. stories and videos and all that kind of stuff. He will be in Australia uh, doing all his Fringe stuff at Fringe
0: Fest? Fringe Fest? Is that yeah, fringe? fringe World. Fringe I mean, like, World, sorry. Fringe, w- fringe World. Yeah. And then Adelaide. Yeah, if you just look up John Spillane on either of those. Yeah, and, uh, and Riff Raff. Uh, we, we forgot Riff Raff. Jesus.
1: Every, Every Wednesday, Wednesday Chel- L- drug drug Chelsea Drugstore. Chelsea Drugstore, yes.
0: Um, um, and Fiasco now once a month.
1: Fiasco once a month.
0: First one is this Thursday. So uh, if this is the past... Uh, go back in time and go to that show well
1: this will be going up on Wednesday morning so yeah it'll be the following evening so you get to see the first one come and see it so follow the John Spillan on Instagram thank you so much man an absolute pleasure very fun peace out